Hello, and you are very welcome back to the Public Eye Business Podcast, brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host, Sarah Travers, and throughout the series, I'm speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how their companies have come to be, to gain insight into their growth, and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for all new episodes and subscribe to stay up to date. So today in the podcast studio, I'm joined by David Wilson, Managing Director of the beautiful Montalto Estate. David, welcome to the podcast studio. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm, I'm very well. Thank you. Well, I'm really excited about getting stuck into our chat today. But before we begin, I'm going to give just a little background on David and his family business. So David is a fellow of the Institute of Chartered Accountants with big four experience in both Dublin and Belfast, coming from a family with two previous generations of business success in Northern Ireland, it was always David's intention to be his own boss. Well, that opportunity arose in 2009 when the Wilson family recognised a demand for an exclusive luxury venue for business and private purposes. So luckily they could utilise their former family home, Montalto House, and it opened as a private hire venue in 2010. In 2012, the business expanded when the carriage rooms at Montalto was launched. Continuing to aim at the top end of the market, this venue is consistently shortlisted in the UK and Ireland wedding publications and was crowned Best Wedding Venue UK by Hudson's Guide in 2014. So David, I've never actually been, but I have seen absolutely stunning uh, photographs. Was this your family home? Yes, it was. Um, my my parents bought the um, estate in um, 1994, and um, it it really was a bit of a shell actually when when they bought it. Um, there was a significant amount of work required um, to get it uh, in a in a in a state that we could actually live in it. Um, and then over the maybe the next ten years that, that that we were living in it, we we continued to develop it as as our home, uh, fitted out, decorated, uh, and it's now, uh, that's now the, the where we are where we are today. And um, it's in Balnehinch. It's in just outside of Balnehinch. Yes, um, uh, it's, it's, there's not much else in Balnehinch really, uh, par- apart from queues of traffic on the way to on the way to Newcastle. <laughs> it's a beautiful part of the world. Yes, it is absolutely. County Down, uh, County Down is, is is a spectacular part of the world, and um, I think the we're, we're we're very fortunate that the people of Balnehinch have have really taken us, uh, come behind us, and and, and welcomed uh, the opening of the estate um, uh, on their doorstep. Is you know it makes. Uh, makes a, a, a lovely added bonus for them to, to be able to utilise. Well, absolutely. Embrace this jewel that they now have in their crown. Um, and the house itself, uh, you said your parents, when they, they took it on, it was a bit of a shell, but it dates back to the 1600s. Do you want to give us a bit of the history of the place? Because it's very oh, abso- interesting. A- a- absolutely. We, we might be here all day. Once, I, once, I, get, once I get started <laughs> on the history, it's, it's very difficult to stop. Um yeah, the, the the house. The, there's been a house on that site from the the uh, 1600s. Um, originally, this part of County Down was uh, under uh, under the McCartan clan, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the their their homestead was was on this site. Um, 
like most Irish clans, uh, they didn't get on terribly well with the uh, with the English, and and Patrick McCartan um, was ultimately um, arrested and executed uh, for treason, mm. and his land was was sold off, um, and the the area around where where Montalto is effectively Balnehinch uh, was sold to the Rawdon family, um, and they uh, they're they're family home at that time was Moira Domain. Mm-hmm. They lived in Moira. Um, Moira um, ultimately um, burnt down. Um, and so they set about building a, a house in, in Balnehinch. Um, originally described when it was first built in the mid-1700s as a modest two-storey dwelling. Hmm. <laughs> Slightly, uh, uh, yes, modest is, 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 is definitely, uh, have a little look, Google it. If you haven't seen Montaldo, it's absolutely stunning. What was it like to, to live there once your parents had sort of restored it? It was, um, unfortunately, I didn't live there for very long. I uh, I was I, I was at the age where I I, I was just finishing school uh, and then I moved out to go to university. Um, when I talked to my my younger brother in particular, he he was only um, four when my parents bought the house, so he did grow up there. So it's like Brideshead revisited. He just he had a ball. He he during the school holidays he disappeared out. Uh, first thing in the morning and wasn't seen again until until dark he he had an absolute ball growing up on the on the estate yeah and the estate i mean it's so vast as well isn't it and all your all the nature and the trails and the water beautiful yeah it is it's um, the estate the estate amounts to about 400 acres now it was it was substantially bigger uh, in in the past, um, but now it's about four hundred acres. The most of which is is agricultural land, but there's about a um, hundred acres of of woodlands. Which um, in two thousand and eighteen we put trails and paths uh, through those. And um, there's about twenty five acres of gardens, which we have created walkways through those as well. So um, there's quite a substantial area. It's a big decision, though, to move from, you know, having a beautiful family home to then opening it up to the public. So where did that come about? Or why did that come about? Really, um, we weren't living in the house at that stage. My parents um, had had moved out as well. Um, and the house was the house was sitting there very underutilised. You know, we, we maybe used it during school holidays, etc., um, but it was it was very underutilized. Um, we had gardening staff and and, ho- and house staff, um, and really we felt that uh, the house needed to be used. You know, the, the heat needed to be on, the the lights needed to be on, and people needed to be in it, um, so it, it it didn't go downhill again. Um, so rather than rather than sell it. Um, we decided we were going to turn it into uh, into a business. And you obviously had the money background. You trained as an accountant with your big four experience. But did you know immediately this is going to be what I'm going to do now? Uh, yes, I think it, I think it, I did. I think I did. I had previous experience. I left. Um, I'd left the, uh, the the accountancy behind. I had started out as a finance manager and then ended up as a as a, effectively a, a managing director in another company, 
and uh, this this opportunity arose, the, or certainly the discussions we were having to do it, uh, and I felt that was the right time to to to, to move away from what I was doing, and 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 join the the family business, and you know ultimately. The, the most important thing about our business is, is the natural assets of the estate. Yeah. You know, we can't, uh, we can't take away from those. So, you know, all we have to do is look after them and, 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 uh, and uh, you know, so, so the... Which is the, not cheap because I'm sure it takes an awful lot of work to keep the grounds and keep the house in, it does. in its beautiful state. It, 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 it does. Um, we have a very good... Um, teams of people uh, right around the right around the estate, whether that's gardening, whether it's front of house, whether it's housekeeping, etc. Um, and we always, um, even when we weren't living in it, even when it wasn't being used, it was always maintained to the level that as if we were living in it. So, um, and it's easier to do that than uh, maybe. Uh, let it go for for a few weeks or a few months, and then and trying to recover that. So, um, in many ways, it, the you know opening the business, utilizing the house, um, was was beneficial. It was beneficial to the house and 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 made the upkeep of it actually easier. So tell me then, um, it at the time of recording, it is basically coming into wedding season. It's the end of April right now. So who knows when people are listening or tuning into this episode? But if there's anybody who hasn't picked their wedding venue, why should they consider Montalto? Oh dear. Um, <laughs> well, we uh, the one thing about about Northern Ireland now it is it has an abundance of very very beautiful wedding venues. Um, we're 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 very we're very blessed, and and we are just one of one of those. Um, we have a, a historic eighteenth century barn that we have um, developed and extended to uh, to make it a purpose built wedding venue. We have our bar, we have our our dance floor, we have our banquet hall, we have our conservatory slash orangery, we have our wall garden, and they all form part of the the wedding the wedding venue. Um, there's there's only one wedding a day. Our our wedding team, our events team, work with the clients from the beginning to the end, from planning to actual delivery. So they're the ones that are there on the day as well. Um, and so we like to think that uh, you know you're you're very well looked after on 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 your wedding day. Well, the testimonials on the website um, basically show that you're doing a very good job in that regard. Um, do, does the wedding party stay at the estate? They can do. We have the option of of Montalto House. Montalto House has um, nine double bedrooms available, and we do offer that as a, a as an addition to to the to the wedding party. It is because it's so few bedrooms. We it is aimed at the at the two immediate families rather than all of the guests. Um, so it doesn't necessarily suit everybody, but uh, we have quite a number of uh, people actually take that up and, and do stay for the night before or the night after or, or maybe even both. Well, you are award winning. And as I said in the introduction, you were crowned Best Wedding Venue UK by Hudson's Guide in 2014. You know, fast forward a few years after that, though, when we were hit by the pandemic and weddings. Oh, my goodness. What was going through your mind when you heard about the first lockdown? Um, 
<laughs> an awful lot. Um, I've got a bleep button. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, weddings. I think weddings were the were the one thing that was really, really badly hit. Um, and for a very long time, there actually wasn't any any light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, we were affected in other ways. Our, our our cafe, which was open at that stage, was was closed, but there was a lot of um, effort being made um, and to, 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 to get hospitality businesses reopened, be they bars, restaurants, cafes. But weddings was one thing where really um, it was it was put on the back burner um, and for a long time uh, we weren't able to do weddings. But the, the, the sort of longer term downside of that as well was that the people were very reluctant to come back um, and actually um, host a wedding or, or have a wedding or even attend a wedding. Um, even after they were allowed to, um, there, was, there was a certain amount of people that immediately they were allowed, they wanted their wedding and, and that was great. But there was also a reluctance or a fear um, that, that probably took 12 to 18 months Really, um, so the, to, the fallout went on. That yeah, long. It, it it really did. The people people were were cautious, so, nervous. They were cautious, mm-hmm. um, and I suppose really this year, uh, with 2020, 2022 and twenty twenty three are probably the um, the first years where we can say that we were back to similar similar numbers of weddings than we were beforehand. There you go. I thought that you would have had this huge bounce and everybody would have been back and it would have been even busier, but no. No, not 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 really. Not at that not, level. Not, not, not really, no. Okay. And what about the staff, getting the staff to come back too? I mean, we hear so much in hospitality industries about uh, not being able to retain people, that people left during that time. How has it been for you? Thankfully, we were not terribly badly affected by that um we did lose some staff um we were in the position where we had to we furloughed uh, quite a number of our staff but we had to maintain um the employment of others the gardening team for example um i think three quarters of them remained on site uh, we couldn't let the gardens uh, go down go downhill or they would never have recovered um so they remained on site the the hospitality staff were put on furlough and you know we there was a there was a small percentage that maybe um maybe saw the uh, a, a better life outside of hospitality um and, and didn't come back uh, but I certainly would agree that even now that that the, the number of people in the hospitality industry ha, is greatly reduced, and that is definitely the biggest the biggest thing that we are facing is um, getting new staff. So, if there's anyone listening to this that that might consider it, are you looking for people right now? And Absolutely. Yes, always. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Always. And would that be full time or part time or how? How does it work? A, a, a combination of, of of everything. We we um we are looking for full time, you know, fairly senior um staff in the on in the kitchens. Um, uh, we are always looking for whether they are part time or full time uh, front of house staff, and 
coming up to the summer, we would we would try and um, build up a bank of, of casual staff as well that, that you know whether they maybe work in our in our bar or work in the cafe or you know just help out in the garden um, the, the, coming up this time of year we would always be looking to build up the casual staff as well but presumably you don't want just anyone you want someone who's going to deliver excellent customer service how important is that to you well customer service is is, is very important um, and it's something that actually um, has changed I, I I certainly believe customer uh, customer service has changed from pre-COVID times and the expectation of the customer has changed um, really in what way I definitely think the customer is more demanding now I definitely do think they're more demanding than than um, I think they missed they missed being able to go out and be treated and, and looked be treated, after. Yes, and but as a person who who just frequents certain places, it does tend to feel like you're not getting attended to just the way that you did. I before. could, yeah, I, I, and I, I, I don't actually doubt that either. Mm-hmm. Um, there is definitely to be fewer people with there, there's fewer, less time to give you that. There's few, fewer staff. Um, there's few. There's definitely fewer people who see hospitality as a career. That's that's whether whether that be in the kitchen or whether that be uh, public facing. There's definitely um, fewer people who, who who see that as a as a long term or for, you know, career for the rest of their lives. There's a lot of people who are in it um, for the summer for for a, a a period of time to to earn a few pounds. Um, and um, it's trying to it's trying to develop those people as quickly as possible um, into into people that that you know that care the same way as a as a career driven person uh, does. And how do you go about doing that? Um, hopefully, we do. Yes. <laughs> it's it's um, you know I think I think the um, it's it's. It's easy to um, to say, and 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 hopefully I would, my my staff would back me up. But you try and look after your staff. Okay. Ultimately, ultimately they are the face of your your business uh, on the ground with with everybody that they're they're interacting with, um, and you you train them, you look after them, and you 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 support them. Um, and, and 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 hopefully that 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 will then be reciprocated when they're when they're dealing with the with the public. This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business law practice located in the heart of Newry City. We provide legal advice and representation to individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries on an assortment of legal matters which can affect a business such as corporate, commercial, employment, dispute resolution, regulatory and compliance. We focus on providing legally sound, commercial and practical advice to our clients. To get in touch, contact 02830262200 or visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk to find out more about the firm and our services. What would you consider to be the biggest challenge um, in in all of the work that you do? Is it people? Um, 
Yeah. Um, the uh, as a business, as um, uh, in relation to our business, one of the biggest problems that we have is we have grown from um, a relatively small venue hire business um, to uh, um, now. A, you know, having a venue hire business, but also being a, a visitor attraction, which has you know we 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 would have a approximately a hundred thousand visitors um, a year, and we we grew very very quickly in order to 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 meet those uh, the requirements of that, um, and I suppose one of our one of the biggest things that that myself and the senior management team have to do is. Is integrate the various um, business units, if you like. They're all very good at looking mm-hmm. after their own little little bit, um, but the, the you know maybe looking at the bigger picture the isn't bigger picture. isn't uh, isn't necessarily on their on their radar they, um, as much. Um, so that's 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 a, that's from from a from a operations point of view. That's uh, that's a challenge for for us. Um, as an as an industry, um, staffing is 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 without doubt still still there, still uh, still a problem, um, and and I suppose the cost of living um, crisis, while it hasn't it hasn't hit yet, mm-hmm. um, but the reality is what we do is um, is a luxury. It's a luxury for the vast majority of 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 people. And um, there will come a time when, you know, they won't have as much money to spend or they're not as willing to spend uh, money on, on a luxury. Um, and so, you know, we, we might be the, the thing to, to miss out. Um, and equally, um, a, 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 as, a, as a business, the, the rise in, in costs for us... I was is, going to is, say, the energy crisis. Energy, energy is just one thing. Um, one element of it, food. Food has gone up a hundred percent, really, in the last sort of sixty-eight months. And have you had to pass it on to the customer? Then uh, we have in 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 small in small amounts. You know, we 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 don't pass everything on. We 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 just can't. It you you wouldn't be able to. Um, but um, you know, we have we have put sort of small percentages on on our uh, on our food and and, and drink um in in april we we increased our ticket price for the first time since we opened um by uh, about between eight and ten percent for that as well so it's um, been such a disruptive decade hasn't it i mean it, if, it, it really if anything has. you know when you're thinking about the future you just have to expect shocks that's yes. sort of well that's near yes that's yeah. nearly now what it you know what what's, what's going to next? happen this year mm-hmm. um and but even for example the 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 minimum wage increase this year was ten percent um, and that's that's absolutely fine for those that are on minimum wage but then the people who aren't on minimum wage are asking the question now where's my ten percent mm-hmm. and if you raise everybody ten percent then there's quite a lot of your profit is gone does that keep you awake at night um no no Good. it doesn't it, it it doesn't um because we have we have a very loyal and a very, um, uh, you know, our customer base is excellent. They support us a lot. 
Um, our staff are excellent. They really, they really are. They understand. They understand what's what's happening. Um, they work very hard to make sure the business succeeds. Um, and you know we're 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 fortunate. Um, if 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 each of our business units were standalone, then yes, I probably wouldn't sleep very much. But the fact that they all work together, yeah. uh, you know. And it's not, not just one thing. Exactly. It's not just solely relying on the weddings. It's not just... And the fact that you're opening up the venue much more and having these public days as well, that's yeah. that's very exciting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, um, our um, our sort of main customer group is, is definitely families. Um, and um, so, so, so school holidays are... Um, are a big time for us, and 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 whether that's a a one off such as the the coronation in a couple of weeks or or Easter, people are dying for th- take the, or for things for their kids to do. So uh, if we can if we can provide that, then um, it's a, it's absolutely brilliant. So there's lots to do for the kiddies and just run and play and get off the phones <laughs> and the screens. Yes. yes, well, our um, our tagline is is uh, get back to nature, yeah. um, and um, you know we created a, a play park down in in our woods, which is it, it's an enormous play park. Um, a lot of um, walkways through the trees. Um, and, and climbing towers, but it's all very nature based, um, and uh, you know the the joy on the kids' faces when they're running down yeah. to that is it, it, it's absolutely brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. What's the biggest lesson you think you've learned, David, from any mistake that you might have made, which will involve telling about the mistake too? I suppose. Um, do you know what? I don't worry about making mistakes. Good. I'm being I, very negative in my line of questioning I, I, I here think, today. <gasps> you know, we are, we make mistakes all of the time. Mm-hmm. We we I do, our staff do, and you know, if you are, again, we're very fortunate in that we do. I do have a senior management team around me that, if 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 we're making a decision that is significant, we we'll talk about it. We get the pros and the cons and the positives and the negatives are discussed, and. We, we make that decision then based on the knowledge that we have. And if we make a mistake, we make a mistake. Um, I don't worry about making mistakes. If, if we make a mistake directly with the customer, as long as you are communicate and are open and generally, uh, you know, the customer understands, um, you know, so... I try not to think about mistakes. Well, I try actually, not to worry about them. Let's make this much more positive then. What do you think has been your biggest achievement to date and what do you celebrate? Um, from when we started out, I suppose, um, we opened the estate um, re- as a means, I suppose primarily as a means to keep the estate alive um, and and to try and make it self-sufficient. You know, it was it was costing a lot of money to maintain, to run, and we wanted that. We wanted the estate to, 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 to cover itself. And I suppose, from my point of view, the greatest success that, uh, of the business now is that not only is the estate... Um, looking after itself, we're able to expand, we're able to grow, we're able to do new things. Um, 
to to further enhance that to develop it even further you know for example um uh, when we were opening the estate to the public back in 20 or when we were getting ready to open to the public in 2017 we discovered um in in a in a very overgrown area we discovered old pathways and, and ruins um and we we set it aside for a while because we were we were opening to the public that was the important thing but but during lockdown we were able to come back to that and we we discovered an old victorian garden um oh. from from lady clan williams time and so we have spent the last two three years um re- regenerating that um repairing it where we can't repair it we'll we'll, we'll fix it and and replace it um appropriately and who was lady clam williams lady clam william was the the owner of the estate um the fifth earl of clam william and the sixth earl of the clam william um owned the estate between 1912 and 1979 um and they were you know they were hugely popular in in balnhenshin county down um and they, 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 Lady Clan William in particular was a very keen gardener. She um, uh, founded the Ulster Alpine Society. Um, you know, so we've done little things within this. We call it the Lost Garden yeah. because it was lost. That's we didn't beautiful. know about it. Uh, and 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 we literally two weeks ago we opened that to the to the public. Um, and you know, so being able to do that is probably one of the the sort of most satisfying things is taking something that the estate had we didn't even know it was there and 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 sort of re reopening it to the public uh, and letting them see something that has been hidden for 70 80 years and where do you find all the information then about where where do you know that lady clan william um was particularly interested in a certain type of plant or another um, we uh, we are very fortunate. We have developed relationships right throughout our ownership with local historians. Um, our architect has been very very involved from the very beginning, and you know he points us in the direction of um, garden historians. Um, you know, so we, we 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 have a whole range of people that we can call on, all of whom who are they're so absolutely. Um, interested uh in in the subject you know so once you get these people yeah. started you, you literally can't stop i've listened them. to david maxwell's program on the bbc and yeah. i know the horticulturalists out there as well and Absolutely. the history and you know there's also so, so much to be said for as you say getting back into nature and so good for mental well-being too do you find that that's a big draw for people De- definitely definitely the um we we would have people who who you know they they come for the, they come for a walk every single day every single day that we're open they, they they maybe walk the dog or they walk themselves rain or shine um to get they they, they don't have the opportunity at home or or where they live um and and this gives them that opportunity to get out clear clear their head i i do it myself every, you know i at least probably three nights a week, if not more. You get your steps in. I get my ste- <laughs> I get my steps in, um, and I'm fortunate that I can do it after hours when there's nobody else about. But you know, it's uh, you you would not know you are 
half a mile from the centre of Bonnhenge. It's you know, it's a, it's in a different world. It and really do you pinch is. yourself sometimes and think, I'm so lucky? This is <laughs> <Yeah, so beautiful."> <laughs> <laughs> Tell yourself over and over, I David, do, I'm I so do. lucky. I, you know, driving to work um, it, and the sun shining, mm-hmm. I, I drive in and it's, you know, how Stunning. could I... How could I want to work in anywhere in anywhere different you know it really is not a bad place to come to work every day could have been in some skyscraper in london <laughs> or something but you've got this yeah. instead and it is a family-run business which is lovely too and we've said before in this podcast studio you know northern ireland's really built on those family businesses are there still family members involved are you all working together yes and we how, are. how's that yes, so tell us indeed. who does what um my well my mom and dad are still they're still involved they, um, well, I was going to say maybe not so much in the day-to-day um, operations, although they're heavily involved in the shop, uh, in our retail retail outlet. Like they they source our, what we sell. They, they go on buying trips uh, or jollies. Lovely. Um, I like their style. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the big trade show. So they, they, they go out, they source what, we, what we're selling. Um, and you know they they're they're in the shop most days of the week, um, and they're also if we, if we're doing anything on a on a bigger scale, a more strategic um, decisions, they they'll definitely still be involved. Um, my my brother-in-law Keith is the operations director, so he's here. He's on the estate every day. Um, my uh, my wife works in the cafe. Right. Um, she she started that. Um, you know, she was just covering. She was filling in, and now I can't get her out of it. Uh, she she <laughs> she loves, she loves it. it. She <gasps> loves she loves getting out of the house, getting um, and 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 to be honest, it has you know it has really brought her out of it. You know, me, talking to people. Uh, meeting people, um, so she loves she loves that as well. So she Jenny works in the in the cafe, um, and uh, Keith Keith's wife would would assist in you know, when we're, the Christmas shop is being opened. That's really all hands on on deck to open that as well. So um, yeah, there's so you still... all work well together as a family. Yes, most of the yes, time. most <laughs> of the time. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, a family business is well. We find it's generally great. It allows you know we have we are in communication all day long, uh, frank communication at times. There's no doubt, um, but you know we're we talk about everything at any time of the day. Um, so it allows us to get things done. Mm-hmm. You know we we generally don't need to wait weeks to no. make a decision. We can make a decision. Within an hour, if 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 we really need to get it on um, the table and abso- let's deal with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the downside of that, of course, is that you know there's a lot of shop talk outside of the working hours when mm-hmm. we're you know when we're supposed to be at a, a barbecue or supposed to be out somewhere. You know, it'll inevitably turn into into shop talk. But you know, that's so. Apart from walking around the estate, what else do you like to do in your precious time off? Poof, um I I have two children, um, and really most of my time is spent with 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 my with my children. My little boy is um, he has autism, um, and so he it, he just craves things to to do. Um, so so 
if I'm not at the trampoline park or walking him through the, the, the he loves walking on the estate as well. I was going to say it sounds uh, perfect. Uh, for yes, it. he does. He yeah. he loves. And walking how old on. is he? He is um, eleven, oh. and um, so he loves walking on the estate. Nothing more than than getting uh, his wellies on, jumping into the lake, or walking through the river. Oh. Or, you know that doesn't stop him. In okay, the, in, in he just jumps sl- on in there. Yeah, and you're in swimming the, after him with the. Uh, I try try not to have to get in myself, no. but I but yeah, it's, um, it's you know, idyllic, so really. Isn't it is it? absolutely, and 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 my 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 daughter as well. She just uh, you know loves the outdoors. She gets on her bike and you know scoots away off. And, and what stage is she? She is. Uh, she's nine, oh. so she's uh, she's a bit younger. But and do you uh, see them coming into the business as well? Maybe. maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, who knows? Who 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 knows? What yeah. will be will be. Uh, well, exactly. It sounds like they have exactly. a lovely time. My my certainly my, uh, a couple of my nieces and uh, and nephews would would I, I can see them. They're a bit they're a bit older. I can see them uh, definitely becoming involved in some way. Uh, in fact, my my uh, my nephew who's also eleven, I think he would like to give up school. Now to to work as a handyman. Um, oh. Any time there's a handyman on on site, uh, he just comes. And well, I tell you, helps him. He'll always be in a job. If he goes and learns a trade, if we can get if I can get two or three trades out of him, be even uh, better. Be, be, be even better. <laughs> You'll yeah. be encouraging him. Um, so tell us what else you're doing on the estate. Then, so you have your weddings, uh, but people can also hire the venue. Yeah, one of the um, things that we have. Built up quite um, quite well since since COVID is uh, our corporate market uh, and in particular, um, you know the, the 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 corporate used to to the old favourite was the corporate away day for for members of of, of staff but um, we have offered uh, last year and we have a couple of uh, more uh, bookings for this year where. Uh, it's actually for staff and their families, um, so they're integrating the family into you know to you know it, it's a it's a it's a bonus for for the employee to be able to show off uh, the to their family what where they work or or who they work with. Um, That's it's, lovely, isn't it's, it? It's a, it's a yeah, absolutely, uh, um, and I think it's a nice instead of being away from the family. Yeah, another uh, thing to another go to thing, work exactly. You involve the family. Um, inv- we involve them, and and that could be you know we do we bouncy castles and 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 outdoor activities and barbecues and you know discos and what whatever what really whatever we can we can plan and and whatever um you you want to do we can we can arrange it but it's it's aimed at the at the families rather than just aimed at the at the employees so so maybe uh, people could be rethinking their corporate away day absolutely yeah. absolutely i think i i genuinely believe that that that's uh over the next few years that will take off i think the uh the days of maybe just taking your staff away um are are are, are over um and and there's probably more emphasis now on on you know family inclusion in that the final question i put to, to every guest who sits where you are um the purpose of this podcast, which is to inspire existing business owners and ambitious entrepreneurs to grow their business by offering insights into the success of businesses such as the wonderful Montalto Estate. So what advice then would you give to people who may have a business idea, but have no idea where to begin or are unsure as to whether that risk is worth taking? 
I think the risk is always worth taking. Yay. I think I think it is always it is always worth taking. Um, as for assistance, you know, Invest NI do do wonderful things where you can you know pick up the phone and and and, and talk to somebody. Um, you know, we did you I, get a lot of you got help. Um, we well, we we have had help all all along. Um, we were very fortunate when we were starting out. We actually we actually started out um, ourselves. We didn't go down the Invest NI route because I suppose we felt we knew what we wanted to do, so we just did it. Um, laterally, we definitely have have utilised tourism uh, tourism NI Invest NI for 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 help whether whether it be. Um, grant or even just even just a, somebody to talk to or um, them to point us in the direction of somebody to talk to uh, the the scope of the help that you can get from tourism ni and and you protect know, that's for us but invest ni um, as well you know they have they have a black book that is to to, yeah. to die for and and they're willing to share it with you you know so i i, I would always i would always take the risk I would always it's it's always worth taking taking a risk and and I I think back to to probably my grandfather you know he left school at 12 years old and he he just everything he did was a risk and you know he had no education but he had drive and he had um he had ideas and if you have those two things I think you're always going to succeed. Absolutely. David, it's been a pleasure to have you in the Public Eye podcast studio today. David Wilson, Managing Director of the stunning Montalto Estate. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see everybody else next time. This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service for our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product, leaving your listeners wanting more. For more information on how you can get started, visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com.